0: Hey folks, Dr. Tim Jordan back here with another episode of Raising Daughters. We meet here every week or two to talk about girls and what's going on for them today, girls and young women, but also to talk about how do we parent girls today to become their best selves? How do we parent girls today to become leaders, to have a good sense of themselves, to, be, to become competent um, and independent-minded? women. And if you're the kind of parent who wants to be an influence in your daughter's life and to remain that influence throughout the teen years and beyond, this is a good place to stop every week or two. Just to have uh, some short discussions about raising girls today. I want to start today with a quote that goes like this. Ships don't sink because of the water surrounding them. They sink because of the water that gets into them. And I think this, that holds true for, for girls. How many of you who are listening to this podcast have a daughter who is mature, who's sensitive to other people's feelings, other people's needs? The kind of girl, as they get into middle school and high school, who becomes their friend's therapist. It's the girl who, who their friends call mom, who's a good confidant. Sometimes we describe these mature girls as old souls. If you have one of those kinds of girls, then listen in, because that's who we're going to talk about today. I did a weekend retreat a couple weeks ago with a bunch of high school girls, and a number of them described that profile. Mature girls, really sensitive. A lot of times they're girls who right from the start, right when they were babies, were very observant. They noticed things. They were aware of other people's emotions and feelings. Sometimes as as little kids growing up, these are the kids who get overwhelmed because they do take in a lot. A lot of stimulation, a lot of other people's emotions. They're sensitive to their parents' feelings. They're the kind of kid who would be sensitive to scary movies or stories in the news talking about people who are suffering. Sensitive old souls, if you will. And these girls oftentimes grow into the middle school and high school girls who do become their friends' therapists. And There is some value that they get from that. They feel important. They like to help other people. They get a lot of value from doing that. It's a way of feeling connected to people. They get a sense of belonging. I think some of these girls are just born with what I like to call a servant's heart. They're just born to serve. These are probably girls who are gonna end up becoming doctors and nurses and therapists or teachers or people who are in the helping professions which of course is great, except that a lot of times these are the kinds of people who don't learn along the way how to take care of themselves. They spend so much energy and they put so much focus on helping other people that they don't take care of their own needs. And the cost sometimes is, even in middle school and high school, that these girls become drained and overwhelmed with their friends' stuff, with their friends' problems, with their friends' emotions. And these girls oftentimes tell me that their friends don't often reciprocate, Like they're always there for their friends. But they tell me in my counseling sessions oftentimes or in retreats that their friends aren't there for them. And they sometimes can feel a little bit resentful or frustrated or angry because of that. Also, these are the girls that get late night phone calls from their friends who are suicidal, their friends who are depressed, their friends who do self-harm. And these girls oftentimes take those calls at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. They're up talking in the middle of the night because they just don't want to leave their friends being so sad or so depressed. And, of course, that makes them tired because they're not getting enough sleep. And when, when teenagers don't get enough sleep, everything spirals down. I'll go back to that quote. Ships don't sink because of the water surrounding them, they sink because of the water that gets into them. And what these girls absorb sometimes from their friends who are anxious or depressed or suicidal definitely can weigh them down. They oftentimes tend to internalize these feelings, they, they absorb them, and then oftentimes they'll even feel inadequate because their friends don't improve, their friends don't get better, and they feel very helpless and inadequate because they want to help and they don't seem to be... Uh, helping their friends because they keep calling with these sad stories. It also takes time away from their own self care, takes time away from their families, their schoolwork, uh, time away from other friends who might be more healthy. Like I said a minute ago, when it's not reciprocated, they feel resentful and angry. And these girls oftentimes will tell me they have no time for themselves and for taking care of themselves, because they're spending so much energy taking care of everybody else. I like to describe these girls as being like a a beautiful swan who is gliding gracefully around the pond, and they, they look so calm and peaceful, but underneath the water their feet are paddling furiously. Oftentimes we don't notice that these girls are suffering because they've become so good at looking like they have it all together. They're oftentimes good students and they seem like they're happy when they're you know when they're walking around. But underneath that, oftentimes these girls are suffering themselves. And they don't like to let people know because they want to look like they have it all together. They get some value from that. I think girls who survive a lot of adversity growing up, intense adversity oftentimes become super, super uh, heroes, they become super students, they become really motivated to do well. And oftentimes we don't see the pain and the, the adversity underneath because they don't want you to see that part. And so those emotions just build up. There's a part of all of our brains called mirror neurons that notice what other people are doing, and saying, and thinking, and feeling, it became a very important part of our brain 100, 150,000 years ago when it was, when we were living in very uncivilized, prehistoric, dangerous times, because we wanted to make sure we were aware of what's going on in the group, because if we could notice those things, and we were, had a sense of belonging, and we were included in the group, we had a much better chance of surviving. If we didn't notice all those things that are going on in the group, the social mores, etc., oftentimes we might do or say something wrong, get kicked out of the group, and if you got kicked out of the group 100,000 years ago, you died. You did not survive because you couldn't survive on your own. Those mirror mirror neurons are still a part of your daughter's brains. It's not just um, diseases that are contagious. There are also things like... Depression is contagious. Stress is contagious. If you hang out with people who are depressed a lot, it's hard not to absorb that and become more depressed yourself. So we need to help our daughters become really aware of who they're surrounding themselves with. So if they are one of these servant's heart kind of girls, and they're, a lot of, and they're attracting people who have problems, it's hard sometimes not to end up with some of those problems yourself, like anxiety or depression or stress. And not taking care of your own needs and your own emotions is really costly for girls. I like to use a tree metaphor to to help girls get a sense of that. A tree that does not have deep roots when they're in a windstorm will be bent over and even fall over because they don't have the roots to support them. If girls are reaching out to everybody else and helping everybody else around them, But not taking care of themselves and they're not grounded, they too will get overwhelmed and drained and then they too will fall over. Your daughters need to ground themselves first with some regular self-care things and they need to learn to set boundaries about how and when they'll be there for their friends. This is a tough sell for some girls and it was for the girls at my retreat two weeks ago because they feel like if they set boundaries with those girls who are in pain, those girls who are are depressed, they feel like they're being mean and they feel like they're responsible for their friend's mental health. They become really good at scanning other people, knowing who's hurting, who's depressed, who needs them. But they aren't as good at scanning themselves to see where they're at and what they need as far as self care so that they can be grounded. So, we need to do a better job of helping these kinds of girls become aware of the costs to them of being available 24 7 and not setting boundaries with their friends. I tell girls like this all the time they are not a certified therapist and they are not responsible for their friend's mental health, or whether or not these girls try and kill themselves. That's a tough, honest conversation to have with them. And these are oftentimes 13-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old girls. They're not therapists, and they are not responsible for their friend's mental health. We can help girls to find adults who can take over for them. That could be a school counselor, a teacher they trust, uh, their friend's parents. It might be a youth group leader. It might be uh, hotlines. I've had so many girls tell me that these people don't really help or do very much for their friends. And if that's the case, I'd say then get your own parents involved to help you to find the proper adults who can help their friend. And it's sad to think that school counselors and uh, and their friends' parents aren't there for them. And I believe them because their friends' parents may have their own stuff going on and they're just not available emotionally for, for these girls. I'm afraid sometimes the schools don't do a good job of finding resources for these girls or taking it seriously. I just hear too many stories like that. That's why I say... It's not just find a teacher, it's find a teacher you trust, someone you feel like really does understand social, emotional kind of things. Because that teacher hopefully will get that other friend of theirs some resources. We also need to teach our daughters to set boundaries. To get over the fear that they don't respond to calls at 2 a.m. because their friends might commit suicide. Let them know that they need other kinds of help. They can help to get some help for that friend, but they need to sit down with that friend and let them know that they're going to turn their phone off after 10 10 o'clock in the evening because they need to take care of themselves too. They can remind their friends of other resources, but let them know that I have needs too. I've got to start getting better sleep and take care of myself because now I am overwhelmed and I am drained and I'm going downhill. I love you. I care about you. I need to take care of myself too. They also can set a boundary by letting that kind of a friend know, I want to talk about fun things too, not just problems, because that can be draining. I tell girls some of those friends that they're taking care of may not like that kind of conversation. They may not like those kinds of boundaries. And that they've been teaching their friend that they will be there 24-7, so they need to teach them something different. Otherwise, it's hard for that friend not to call them. I tell them, if you keep listening to and focusing on your friend and their problems, and you don't set these boundaries. It's like feeding your dog under the dinner table. If you do that, they will keep coming back for more and more and more. That's the same thing I think that happens with with friends who have lots of needs. You've taught them that it's okay to call you at any time, night or day, and you'll always be there for them. So they need to set a boundary and say, that's no longer true. I would also stress to your daughters that it's important that they have friends where the connection isn't just about being depressed or about being suicidal or about self-harm and cutting. They need to have friends where the connection is about fun or sports or activities or interests or hobbies or art or dancing or whatever it might be. It's not just about problems. Now, I would validate your daughter for how much they care about people and their friends. I'd validate them for having that servant's heart, for being so caring, for having such a high level of empathy and maturity, and it's amazing that, that so many people look to them to be a confidant. I want them to know that it's okay to be that way. It's just that there's a balancing piece of taking care of yourself, too, that they need to learn. I know that, that there's a fear of losing friends if they aren't available 24-7. I would validate that fear, and i talk them through it. Also because they're, they have a servant's heart, because they are who they are, I let them know that they're probably going to end up someday becoming a healer in some way, i.e. a doctor, a nurse, a therapist, a, a teacher, an activist. I read an article a long time ago, about, uh, a long time ago, excuse me, about activists in the civil rights movement who they said that many of them got burned out and then moved on. But that some of these people stayed with it for a long time, for years. And and one of the things they found different about those people who endured was that they had strong relationships outside of of the movement. Strong relationships at home. People who were nurturing and there for them. So let your daughters know if they want to become a teacher or a therapist or a doctor or an activist and they want to be able to have a long life of helping other people. That they need to take care of themselves there's a great story i tell i tell girls in my counseling practice i told this story i think at our weekend retreat two weeks ago about two monks who were walking down the road one day and these monks these holy people they had taken a vow of chastity so they are not supposed to look at women or talk to women or touch women for sure and one day they were walking down this road and they went down a hill at the bottom of the hill there was a, what was normally a, a creek that was like very shallow, but because of some recent heavy rains it was now like uh, almost like a little river that was up to like your waist. And there was a woman standing at, at the side of this uh, creek/ slash river who had a long dress on and, and didn't want to cross over because she didn't want to get wet and dirty. One of the monks, without saying a word, walked up to her picked her up. He carried her across the stream so she would stay dry. He set her down and she walked off. His friend, the other monk, crossed the river and they walked in the opposite direction. And they walked for about three hours until they stopped to rest. At that point, the one monk turned to his friend and said, I can't believe what you did back there. You picked up a woman. You touched her. You carried her across the river we took a vow of chastity. You're not supposed to do that. I can't believe you carried that woman across the river. And his friend looked at him and said, it's true that I carried her across the river, but you seem to still be carrying her. That's what happens sometimes to your daughters who take on and carry their friend's feelings and their their friend's problems and their, their friends hang up the phone. They may feel a lot better, but then they're, hanging on to and carrying all that all that weight. It's like playing hot potato and you're still carrying the potato. And that's what causes girls to become drained and tired and overwhelmed. They have a hard time letting go of all of that. So we need to teach them how to do that. There's a really interesting and I think fascinating prayer that I read one time in a book called The Tao of Healing by a man named Haven Trevino and it helps me to kind of let go of stories. I see lots of girls who have lots of sad stories. Sometimes they're going back to homes that aren't great. And sometimes there's some things I can't do to make changes. And so I don't want to burn out. I've been doing what I've been doing for over 30 years and I'm not burned out. And this prayer has helped me over the years and it goes like this. The universe conforms to no one's design nor can you heal someone against their will. Their, purf- their purposes are sacred, inviolate, encompass realms even the loomed masters dare not tread. Some are here to celebrate, others to mourn. Some are here to be sick, others to be healed. Some are here to live, others to die. Some are here to love, others to be loved. One who understands this makes no attempt to solve the puzzle of another, to stop their world from turning, to keep a soul from learning. You can be a good friend by sometimes listening to their their troubles and their problems. It's It's good to give your friends a hug to be there for them at times. And sometimes you're not going to be able to help them, despite all of your best intentions. I don't know why people come to this world with those kinds of issues, why we're, we're born into certain kinds of families. So I do the best I can, but sometimes I have to let it go too. I think that's a good lesson for your daughters, your daughters who are, who are helpers, who are healers, who have that servant's heart. So validate your daughters for who they are. Help them become aware of the cost to them if they don't take care of themselves. Help them learn how to take care of themselves, not just now, but for the rest of their lives because of the kind of people that they are. Help them to learn how to find other resources for people, their friends who have struggles. And also help them to learn to let go of all that so they don't absorb it, so it doesn't sink themselves like that ship. Girls, like I've been describing in this podcast, need some support. They need some validation. They also need to learn how to set boundaries. They need to learn about self-care. And that's our job as the adults around them. Thank you so much again, like I always say, for, for tuning into these podcasts. I really do appreciate it. And if you have feedback for me, please send it. Uh, My website is drtimjordan.com, so you can contact me there, and also look there for lots of resources. I have books, I have uh, video series, uh, parenting series that are online. I wrote a book about, I guess it was 8 or 10 years ago, called Sleeping Beauties, Awakened Women, Guiding the Transformation of Adolescent Girls. And there's there's chapters in there about girls' emotions, about helping girls to to kind of ride the wave of being being a teenage girl that might be a good resource for you it's called sleeping beauties awakened women guiding the transformation of adolescent girls you can find it on our site you can find it on uh, amazon wherever i will see you back here in a a week with another podcast Um, thank you so much for tuning in and i will see you then